Good morning everyone, this is the Football Stadium Prince podcast and I'm Steve and I said good morning again. It's a podcast, you could be listening to this at any time of the day or night. So, but it might be morning, so we'll stick with it. Good morning. Episode 11. No, (laughs) episode 12. Right, time for the jingle. Okay, there was the Pac-Man jingle that is going to get me into trouble one day. Once enough people start listening to this, if enough people start listening to this, and whatever the authorities are that deal with that sort of thing, will be, oi oi, what you playing at, boy. So, what we're going to be doing today, we are going, I was asked the question, why am I in London? And not Scotland, as my accent would suggest I am from, and that accent suggestion is indeed correct. I am from Scotland, Brecon, originally, then via Edinburgh, and then on to London. Also took in a bit of Dunkeld in Perthshire as well, but we'll get back to that in a minute. What are we doing? What's it all about? Well, if you're new, this podcast isn't about football, very rarely. We did have one that touched on quite a bit of football when Scotland qualified for the Euros for the first time in 22 years, or the first time we've been at a major tournament in 22 years. But it's not really about that, it's just about, well, it's just an outlet, just a way for me to talk out loud rather than just sitting in the house talking to nobody all day long. Well, that's what its original intention was before lockdown and stuff hit. Because now, there's people in the house all the time. But so, this is now just used as a way to kind of talk to somebody different. is isn't just the exact same people every single day day. And even though it's only 50% of a conversation, I'm not actually speaking to anyone, it's better than nothing. It keeps my mind ticking over. And while I do them, I work on a fine line t-shirt design. Ah, fine line t-shirt design. Like a little wrap. Um, And today, we are working on Dillon Stadium which is home to Hartford Athletic in Hartford, Connecticut. And that was suggested by uh, Doretta Andonucci. Please forgive me if I pronounced that wrong. I think that's right. Doretta Andonucci. Um, I noticed, because I, I, I take... I, well, before I do these, I during the week, I have to kind of write down stuff that I got up to stuff that I, had, uh, I want to mention because my memory's shocking. Um, so I wrote down Connecticut and as I'm writing this down <laughs> it's, it's pronounced Connecticut. Connecticut. That's right, Connecticut. But as I'm writing it down, unless I've spelt this incorrectly, it says connect. It's, it's spelt like, if I was just to look at it and split it up, connect a cut. 
Connecticut. Because it's got the word connect with an I C U T. Connecticut. But it's Connecticut. Connecticut. So it is possible that I've just written that down wrong. I mean, that's probably likely because I'm sure it is Connecticut. But then again, I suppose you've got places like Arkansas, which looks like Arkansas to the layman. And then who am I to talk? I'm from Scotland. We've got plenty of places like, like, um, what's it? Mulgai, which I think if you spell that out, it's sort of, what well, I can't remember now, it looks like Milngavi. And then names like Siobhan and things like that, which to people not, or um, Vary, which is, I used to go out with a girl called, well, she was actually, she actually pronounced it Mari, which is kind of how it looks, um, M-H-A-I-R-I, but it's, in Scots, it's pronounced Vary, because why wouldn't it be? And then things like, uh, there was, you don't still get them, do you? But you get you used to get shops in Scotland and Britain called John Menzies, but Menzies is pronounced Mingus. So there we go. So I'm not exactly one to be having a go at Connecticut in Connecticut, because it's all good. I'm not really having a go. It's just that I just noticed that. I was like, oh. Anyway, where was I? So that's what we're working on right now. If you can hear clicking and tapping, that's what it is. It is my fingers on the keyboard and my pen on the screen. It looks like uh, Dylan Park has just recently been given a nice spruce up. It looks quite cool. The commentary box thing there and what I'm guessing must be the the changing rooms and stuff looks like a smart new building. Nice little setup they've got there. Very nice. So thank you very much, Doretta, for that one. So what have we been up to since, well, Tuesday was the last time I did one. And on that last one, um, well, just, yeah, on that last one, I was talking about stage fright. Slash, uh, um, what do you call it? What is it called? Memory blank. What's the thing called? I'm thinking about. It's called imposter syndrome, stage fright, and that got me thinking that what I do at the moment. This is this might sound a bit ridiculous, but bear with me. That this is sort of the closest I'll ever get to being. A rock star <laughs> in so much as oh man I don't even want to keep t- saying this because it just sounds ridiculous in so much as well I get that stage fright before I release a new print and before it goes public 
So I'm assuming rock stars get that feeling when they've produced the new bit of music. They're in their head thinking it's totally brilliant, but... Or you certainly get the impression that a lot of them probably are so super confident. But I reckon... Uh, so super confident that, it, that the thought doesn't even enter their mind that it's going to be a failure. But I think that that... Now, I've been doing this long enough to know that... Yeah, they've got an air... Oh, doodly-doo, there was an email. Should have had that turned down. Um, they've got an air of confidence about them, but still, they'll still have their insecurities. They'll be still be worried that this thing that they've produced from their from their heart, from their soul, they'll still be worried that. Oh wait a minute! What if nobody likes this? What if what I've just poured out into the mic? gets trashed, hated, that's it, game over, we're all done. So, there's a slight similarity there, in that I get those panics, just like I think that quite a lot of people must do. Um, what was the other thing? Well, that was kind of it, I think. That was the thing that made me made me think. It was like, well, this is, this is it. I'm never going to never gonna be a musician. Wanted to be one. I play guitar. I'm not sure if what I do is can be considered playing guitar, but, I mean, I know my way around one a little bit. I used to always want to be in one when I was younger. Who didn't? And if you didn't, were you ever really cool? Probably not. <laughs> um... And then that got me mo- moved on to. Sorry, give me a second. There's quite a lot of it looks very accessible. This ground, which is very nice, very user friendly for everybody, which is nice. Um. Yeah, which got me on back on to listening to some of the old bands I used to listen to when I was younger. Not too much, not, yeah. And f- first off, last week I'd been listening to Bell and Sebastian a lot. So I went from Bell and Sebastian onto The Sons and Daughters, another Scottish band, which then led me on to The Vaselines, another Scottish band, which most people will probably know from Nur- Kurt Cobain loving them and Nirvana covering three of their songs. They were they were brilliant. And then just out of nowhere fancied doing a new design for Montrose, which is just the town over from my hometown Breakin. And then it sort of hit me, wait a minute, all this stuff you're doing all this nostalgia trip back to when you were young doing Montrose, which is the town over, it's all Scottish, it's all Scottish stuff, and I think it must be fair to say, because it's um, now been, what are we recording this, 5th of February, well it's over a year since I've been, been in Scotland, the last time I was back home was the 30th of December, 
Oh, yeah, this is looking nice. The 30th of December 2019. Bloody hell. So, obviously, having a bit of getting. missing it a bit. That's why I've had this return down memory lane. Trip down a, a nostalgia music, nostalgia rabbit hole. Taking in all them. Then from there, I ended up going back to Sonic Youth, Nirvana, Dinosaur Jr., stuff like that, and I was listening to things like that. Um, and then, somebody had suggested, or oh, you should look up this Sky Arts documentary about the alternative rock scene in Glasgow during the 80s. And he sent me a link to the programme, and on that link had a picture of Thurston Moore, who was the who was in Sonic Youth, guitarist, lead singer, and and then as is as is what happens, you start googling stuff. I started googling a bit more about Sonic Youth. I don't know how I went all this time and never knew that him and King Gordon were married. I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, but then I discovered that he actually lives in Stoke Newton, which is just down the road from me, where I stay. So, I'm going to convince the missus that once this is all over, and we're allowed out for pints again, we are going ahead to Stoke Newton for an afternoon of drinking. Just in this vain hope that maybe I bump into him. I'm just, I'm not gonna, I'm not the sort of person who goes and approaches anybody like that, but I will be standing there, mouth wide open, stunned, um, while this 60 year old man just. Uh, well, he might be used to it. There's lots of trendy, cool people in Stoke Newton. So he's maybe... He'll have had his fair share of middle-aged men gawping at him, I suppose. So that... There we are. What else happened? I've not even got on to the meat of this yet, and we're already 15 minutes in. Um, I'm, I'm pretty chuffed with myself since the last time we spoke, I have broken through the 30 minute barrier with my running, I did 34 minutes, don't know the distance, because I forgot to turn my watch on, but that's okay, I'm up there, back over 30 minutes, so next time out, well, after that one, and I was well chuffed with it, I think in my head I was trying to beat the previous run every single time, but that, that I'm now at, at a point where I don't think that's possible, and I know to some people 30 minutes is nothing, like what on earth are you talking about boy, 30 minutes is my, is my Warm up, get a grip, son. But 
30 minutes is definitely not my warm up. 30 minutes is my... I am over the moon delighted with it. So... This print, this... Fine line design is looking fresh! Um, so I broke through 30 minutes, 34 minutes, chuffed and totally over the moon with that. It'd been a slog, the last week or so it'd been a slog, just didn't feel in the mood for it any day. Again, if you're on Twitter, you'll have seen me moaning about it. But it's done, I'm happy, and we're up and running again. So that's good. Um, the next thing that I'd written down there was all about Montrose and Bell and Sebastian in Scotland, but we kind of covered that. Yeah. Missing the homeland a little bit. That's okay, that's normal. It won't last forever, we'll get back there at some point. And then the other thing was, I was trying to convince, or I have been trying to convince, a couple of pals to do something on this podcast with me. Because who out there doesn't want to listen to the voices and opinions of three men in their 40s? <laughs> He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to have to listen to that. But more, it was just to give, to see, if there was something we could come up with. If I think it would make conversation obviously a little bit easier to, to work with. But so far, no joy. To be fair, it's not exactly their fault. I mean, they've got quote unquote real jobs. Whereas I sit over a drawing pad all day, and once those are complete, I have to deal with the consequences of completing a design, which is all the admin, setting up descriptions, SEO, all that thing. But yeah, so I was trying to convince at least one of them to come on, we could have a chat. Record it. Maybe one day. Um, right. What we at? Nearly 20 minutes, and this is looking damn fine. And not far off being completed already. Jeez, Louise. So. Oh, and we've done well with. We've done well with uh, the doorbell. It's not gone today. That's unusual. That's good. Because normally by now I'll have hit pause and um, I'll have been out to collect something by now. I'm tempting fate by saying that. Um, let me just put a little bit of grass in there, like so. Okay, so the main event, why am I in London? That was the question that was asked. Why am I in London? Why am I not in... living in beautiful Bonnie, Scotland? 
Well, it starts with, as do so many of the world stories, it starts with a girl. <laughs> and um, I was for a while seeing a girl who lived in London, a Brazilian girl, 12 years ago. Um, but then it got, um, I was up in Edinburgh, she was in London. And um, it got to the point where it was either she was going to move to Edinburgh or I was going to move to London. And at that point, there was just no chance I was moving to London. She wasn't going to move to Edinburgh, so it just, that was it. Game over. Oh well, heartbroken, but that's how the cookie crumbles. And then... After a while, I can't quite remember, maybe a year or so, Scotland were playing Brazil in a friendly at the Emirates. Emirates, of course, is in London. And while that was... Well, we came down, me and a couple of pals... Well, quite a lot of us, but um, all came down for that. But the... Um, uh, three of us, we got the, the coach down. Oh my word. If you're ever if you're ever, ever in a position where you don't need to get the, the coach, the bus, we got it because like, it was like nine quid to get to London. No, in fact, I think it was cheaper than nine quid. But um, we were, it was, it was cheap as hell, but it took about nine and a half hours. It was hellish was made even more hellish by the fact that we went to a party the night before. Actually, the party we went to was quite cool. It was, um, it was with all the, the concept artists at Rockstar, Rockstar North, you know, the computer game company. And they'd been working on some, a new game, and to their credit, I mean, it was, we all assumed it would be Grand Theft Auto 4 at that time, I think. Would that be right? Or would it have been 5? Whatever one, it was in its dead early stage. Maybe it was 5. But to their credit, even though it was a big party, plenty of berry and spliffs going about, to their credit, not one person would break their NDA. None of them confirmed or denied that that's what they were working on. Um, I thought even by the end, once everybody's proper hammered and that, somebody would break, but nope, they didn't. Anyway, so we were at a, we were at a party before heading down on that nine hour bus journey. Big mistake, don't do that. Um, so we came down for that, and because it's Brazil, Game absolutely leathered afterwards. I reconnected with the girl, slash went back to hers. And then after that, it was like, well, started seeing each other again. I thought, fuck it. I'm at my wit's end with the job I'm in at the moment anyway. I've been done over by them, in so much as they were saying, if you get this qualification and do this, um, 
you'll get a guaranteed pay rise and then as all that was done this changed the rules and they didn't keep up their end of their bargain so I was like well I'm going to change jobs anyway why not go and move down to London so I did I arranged I quit my job I rented my flat out I say rented out I rented out to my pal um, and then about a week before I was moving down me and her split up <laughs> so at that point I then had no job I had nowhere to stay because I was going to be staying at hers no job nowhere to stay and I thought doesn't matter I'd saved up enough and sold enough stuff that um, I could go down and live for a couple of at least two, three months, even without a job, and just dick about. I could, I could stay in a hostel if if need be. But luckily, a friend of a friend had a spare room that they could put me up in. I was lucky and managed to get find a flat within ten days. I managed to find two jobs within ten days. One of which was the job I, the only real job I've had in London, which was working for a theatre company, working for in the pension department. I say department; it was just me and my boss for what was eight years, which was great for the. The eight years until I got ill and it all went, it all soured. Uh, um, and then when did when did it sour? How long have I been doing this? Two. Well, it would have been. So I got I got ill, which put two. I was out of work. I wasn't in work for. Well, it totaled nine months, and eventually they just gave me a payoff. I couldn't during that time. It was just chronic. It was chronic illness. I couldn't I couldn't do anything. I couldn't. Be. So I used that time while lying in bed to start drawing pictures of stadiums, and then just draw more and more and more. I ended up spending. <laughs> the th the the problem I had ended up causing it wasn't appendicitis, but the th the doctors thought it might have been. It bloody well felt like it. Cause if anybody's had appendicitis, you'll know what that feeling is. But it, it, at first, I just thought I had trapped wind. The very first time that the pain came on. Then the second time, I was like, ooh, that is, that is nippy. You're still just trying to figure out, why, what, what have I eaten? Do I need to go, I need to go and, need to go for a shit. But then when the third wave came, I'm like, just about knocked me on, knocked me on the floor. 
And then eventually I was just like, oh, all right, I'm phoning. Not the 999, but what was the other one? 9112 or whatever it was. And they were like, a and &E now. And that was on the 30th of October. My birthday's on the 31st of October. And I was in there. They, by the by the as soon as I was through the triage system or whatever, they, I was strapped up to a morphine drip. The pain was still absolutely like I felt like my teeth were going to get crushed from biting down so hard. But then they gave me a uh, paracetamol drip. Oh, just paracetamol straight in your veins. There, that's the painkiller you want. Anyway, they had scans and all that. Why on earth am I talking about this? Oh yeah, the um, how I ended up from that job to this one. A week in hospital. But yeah, it looked like there was inflammation. But it actually was brought on by the other thing that was wrong with me that was causing problems down in that neck of the woods. But they were going to take my appendix out anyway when it turned out it wasn't actually my appendix it was just the inflammation of the fluid around the appendix um, so they were going to take the appendix out every day nil by mouth day one nil by mouth no sorry the Surgery's full, we've had too many car crashes, things like this, stuff like actual emergencies. Um, we'll maybe do it tomorrow, but they don't, they keep you waiting all day because surgery's open until 10 at night. So at one minute past 10, they're like, oh, no, sorry, it's not happening. You could now eat between 12 and midnight, and then after that, nail by mouth. This went on for a week, a week of being nil by mouth. My God, does that drain you? And the constant, I really feel for people that are in, in hospital for so much longer or people who have chronic illnesses that they have to live with it because just a week of being stuck in that hospital. Luckily no pain because I was on uh, so many an antibiotics. And also I did have the sinus issue that I had for ages. I had so many antibiotics in me that it cleared that up. Which was great. So there was a positive from it. But the, um, oh we need a floodlights there. And then eventually, a doctor came in and went, I don't think you need your appendix removed. Second, this scan you've got now is showing that there's nothing there, it's, nothing's wrong, just go home. And then after that, I was just like, you know what, I need to reassess my proper work. I'm loving doing these stadium prints, people are buying them. Not really enough be going full time but the better half says do it just do it 
If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least you'll know. So we did. And now two, well over two years later now, and we're still doing it. And it's the best decision I've ever made. Although some days when you've got like a website issue, and you need to get a developer in, and they're so expensive, it certainly doesn't feel like the best decision in the world. But despite that, it absolutely is. There we go. Right, we're very close to the end of this design. Um, and I think, ooh, um, I think we're, I think we're almost done. We, we've done well. There's a reason, I meant to say, there is a reason we're doing another one today. I'm trying to, to do these recordings. Um, well, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you'll know that you now get these before everyone else and I was doing them on a Tuesday trying to, I was going to be trying to do them on a Tuesday to be released to the world on a Friday but I'm recording this one on a Friday so it can be released on Tuesday Patreon you'll you you'd get it as soon as it's as soon as it's edited and it's available bang you got it But, I, why am I doing it? Oh yeah, because Friday is the end of the week and I've got stuff in here where it's, what have I been up to this last week? My brain is just, finds it a bit easier if, I've, if there's actually been a week of stuff to discuss, if you catch my meaning. So this week we've got a night, we've got two, and then I'll go back to doing, I'm going to then be recording them every Friday. So once again, if you've got anything, any questions, you just before we get on to that, I hope that answers your question, Leanne, why am I in London? So originally it was for a girl, well, wait a minute, I should get to the conclusion, and I've ended up staying because of found my, the love of my life and I won't be going anywhere unless we can convince the other, why, why is this pen not working? Oh, um, unless I can convince her to go and move abroad somewhere. Like I mentioned before, my ideal place would be Portugal in some little tiny village down south somewhere. But that's up to her because she's the... It would be... She's definitely the main breadwinner out of this family, so... It... Will be determined by... Her... Luckily she is a maths teacher and a brilliant maths teacher, so we... There is potential for international schools. 
Probably not right now, at this moment, during the pandemic. But maybe one day. Like that Hartford Athletic and what was it called? Dillon Stadium looking grand. Good stuff. Um, so yeah, if you're a Patreon, we're at the end. I just need to wrap up now, don't I? The, um, we've figured out why I live in London. It started 12 years ago. And here we are, 12 years later, hair a bit thinner, definitely a bit greyer, and far, far, far harder to shift the, the cheese weight from around my, my belly than it used to be right at the beginning. Um, but yeah, so yep, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you'll be getting this straight away. If you're not, you're listening to this a, li- a few days later, or... Any time in the future. How do you, how do you talk about time and exclusivity on a medium that is out there basically forever? Who knows? But if you're a Patreon subscriber, thank you very much for signing up. You are amazing. The contributions just go straight to the hosting costs of the site, which um, which. It's just a massive weight off my mind knowing that they are covered. Um, things as an independent artist. I know the website's there and everything. And to sell t-shirts and prints and things. But it's not like I am a massive online retailer. It's not everyday things sell. So... At least covering the cost of the hosting is a massive, massive weight off my mind and one less thing to worry about. Um, you, if you're, a, you can subscribe from as little as just one, one dollar. I think the bottom tier is two, but if you sort of fiddle about on the page, you can do a custom pledge, and you can definitely do just one dollar. And if you do that, you'll be in the draw. The monthly draw a win a page from my sketchbook. A safe page, but I think everybody who's won so far has had more than one page. The last winner, Elsa Jones, oh, was that right? Um, from She received two, one of Hanwell Town FC and of St James's Park up in Newcastle. Before that, it was Man City and I think... Uh, was it the Bont, which is in Wales somewhere? I can't remember now off the top of my head. Um, and then the, there's been others before. But um, I think if we did manage to up the number of subscribers to Patreon, there's absolutely no reason why I can't up the number of raffles, to be honest. Just start getting them up to two times a month or just... Even each time I do a drawing, really. But that all depends on numbers. Um, but yeah, you also get 10% discount code for life from football stadium prints, work in progress pictures, um, stuff like that. But the, the main thing is you'll be supporting me as an independent artist and changing my life. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. There we go. There's a oh, 40 minute mark. That's not bad. That's quite 
in my head it was it felt like it was about 20 minutes but 40 minutes and Hartford Athletic Hartford Athletic from Connecticut Connecticut is pretty much completed so that fine line design t-shirt will be available soon there we go thank you very much and we'll speak to you next time and maybe next time we'll have one of my pals on for a wee chat see what he has to say about it cool I'll speak to you later oh talking of chats maybe we'll be able to convince my US ad- admin to come on at some point what do you think that might be quite good okie doke that'll be it for now I'll speak to you later bye